0: Welcome to the Podcasters for Christ Podcast, a teaching outreach brought to you by PodcastersForChrist.com. If you're a Christian author, entrepreneur, or minister ready to share your message with the world, listen in as Christian online media expert Pastor Bob Thibodeau teaches you how to move your podcast from concept to launch quickly and effectively. Grab a cup of coffee and take notes. It's time to learn how to create a powerful podcast. Now to your host, that's used online media to reach over 160 nations with the gospel of Christ, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello,
1: everyone. Bob Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Podcasters for Christ podcast. This podcast is an outgrowth of the Podcasts for Christ platform. Uh, during the last seven years or several years, I've helped many people start their own podcasts. Some have gone on to win awards and are highly monetized right now. And and one client of mine actually just sold his podcast because he's going on to do other things. He sold it for $10,000. Praise God. So I'm telling you folks, podcasting is the one of the most popular methods of communication, a communication medium going on right now. So you need to be in, in it. You need to get your podcast started and we're here to help you do that. Just jump on over to the podcast for Christ platform and we got a lot of free resources to get you started right there, podcastisforchrist.com. We'll go ahead and and help you get started. The purpose of the podcast is to answer your questions. It's as simple as that. Every episode we do on the Podcasts for Christ podcast is to answer questions about podcasting, especially Christian podcasting, because that's our focus is to help the Christian podcaster and the Christian broadcaster community exclusively. Okay, So I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so that you'll always be notified when a new question is answered and a new episode is published. Amen? Now, as I shared last time, there are several different types of podcasts you could have, and I gave a a basic introduction in the preceding episode. For the remainder of today's program, I want to address the one-on-one interview type of podcast. The one-on-one interview, this is the most common form of podcasting. If you can book an interview with a very well-known person, who can give tremendous value to your particular niche audience, your podcast has the potential to grow tremendously. And there are a lot of podcasters who used this particular format, but you have to be a good interviewer. If you do not have the interview skills, not only will you have a hard time obtaining listeners, you will not have guests giving your, their, their best either. They'll be looking to conclude the interview as soon as possible. And you do not want to get the reputation for being a bad interviewer right? You want the guy giving you the thumbs up when they get done, not the ones who are cringing as they're listening to what it is you're trying to do. And just like, let's, uh, you don't want to be that type of person. You don't want that kind of podcast, but everyone has to start somewhere. Okay. You can develop and grow in your interview skills. When I first started back in 2009, I was interviewing people that I was familiar with. You know, my friends, my acquaintances, fellow pastors, and I talked to them about their ministries and all and everything they were doing. What was I doing in the process? I was using the safety of being able to, use my, or to develop my interview skills by interviewing those I was familiar with, those that I was comfortable talking to. It took a lot of the nervousness away, and it also provided a vehicle where I could ask them for feedback at the end of the interview, and they'd provide it to me. Because their perspective on what went right and what went wrong during the interview opened my eyes about how to do things a little bit differently, and that's why I encourage you to do: use friends, use coworkers, use relatives, uh, people, perhaps on in this podcast training group to help you in the interview process. To say, okay, let's try it this way and ask this question this way rather than this way, and that will give you that that comfortable setting where you're not going to be all nervous. Especially when it comes to receiving feedback. But if, you know, you're just starting off and it's interview number three and you're interviewing this, you know, mega millionaire business person that, you know, he's taking time out just to devote it to you and you're all nervous because you don't want to mess it up. Usually that's when you mess it up. Okay. <laughs> just to be honest. So get all the kinks worked out with people that you're comfortable with. There's nothing saying that you got to keep those episodes published. You know, if it's so bad, you can just delete it. Uh, but, you know, I'll go back sometimes and listen to some of my episodes and, and well, anyway, <laughs> but it's called practice, all right? You know, practice, practice, practice. Everyone says, you know, they think that you're just doing it. It must be a gift from God. No, it's practice, and after over 800 interviews, I I think I've got some practice in, and but if you listen to each one of my interviews, they're almost the same flow in every one. The very first question I'll ask, if you listen to my interviews from, it doesn't matter, you know, if you go back 100 to this very last one, it's always the first question is this, tell us about yourself. That's how I get it. Because what I'm doing, the person I'm interviewing is also nervous. And by letting them talk about themselves, they're getting used to answering a question as a question they're familiar with themselves, their background. And that just kind of gets the flow going a little bit better instead of me just, you know, question number one, what are you doing this for type thing? You know, they, they get a little settled into the routine of me. I asked the question and now they're providing an answer. I give some feedback and, and then we just go on from there. So, but that's called practice. You have to practice. Like I said, when I first started out, I guess sometimes I will go back and listen to a few of those first, you know, 25, 30 episodes. And that's my face. Oh my God. Why would anybody even listen to me? Right. But you know, that's why you practice. There's complete difference between those first 50 episodes and the next 50 episodes. And it's complete difference from the first hundred to the second hundred and from the 500 series to the, Seven eight hundred series, because you're continually practicing, honing your craft, getting better and better. But you have to start somewhere. It's called continuous improvement. Okay, and that's where I I would say by the time you get to the fifteenth or twentieth episode, you'll notice a big difference in how you're doing your podcasting. Uh, and like I said, I, I continue even to this day on I'm improving on my interviews whenever I can. And this is probably the number one thing that will set a great interviewer apart from a mediocre interview. Do your show preparation. Show prep. What do I mean by show prep? If the interview is 45 minutes in length, if I'm doing an interview and I know it's going to run between 30 and 45 minutes to do an in depth background show prep, it takes me between an hour and 90 minutes in preparation. In other words, double what I'm anticipating the length of the interview to be. And I have an interview form that I use on my website that, uh, you know, they will, once they schedule their interview with me, it automatically redirects them to the interview form. And this form has all of the basic contact information, of course, but it also asks them for the main topic of the interview the other person wants to discuss. Because, they may be the owner of a manager of a very well-known or a business or a huge nonprofit that's doing tremendous work, but this person wants to talk about a new book that he just published. So that's what I need to focus on during the interview. Now, because of the background and, and where this person's coming from, I will, of course, discuss the nonprofit and ask a couple of questions along those lines, but that's just to establish the credibility and the background for the authority of the interviewee. Then I jump into the questions about the book because that's what he wants to do the interview about. But if you just booked an interview, hey, I'd like to interview with John Smith. And he says, sure, I'll do an interview. And you're thinking, oh, this is great. I can talk to him all about this nonprofit, you know, world tour he's doing and all this stuff. And he wanted to talk about a new CD he just released or a new book that he just published. Unless you got that information for your show prep, you won't know. So the show prep is everything when it comes to doing an interview. During my preparation, I will take the information they provide including the website and start there because that's on the interview information form. The best places to look for me anyways is the about me page. I look for some interesting fact that's on that page that has almost nothing to do with the book, nothing to do with the business or anything else something personal. That is on that page about them, and then I find that one thing that is totally off the wall has absolutely nothing to do at all with what we've been talking about or what the purpose of the interview is. That is the one question that I say for last, and just as we're we are wrapping up, I'm kind of like that old TV show. Remember Peter Falk in Columbo? All right? He would always, you know and is questioning with the, the person he's suspecting of doing something. And, you know, he said, okay, well, have a good day. And he turns around to walk away. And then just as the suspect takes that deep sigh of relief, like, oh, okay, I did, I, I, I fooled him. I got him out of my hair. And just drops his guard for that second. Peter had turned around and said, oh, 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 just one more question. And then that would be the one where the suspect had dropped his guard just for that one minute and would then asked some off the wall total question that had nothing to do with the investigation but it gave him some insight into what else to look for right and that's what i kind of do with my interview prep is i'll say something like as we get ready to close so the interviewee is thinking okay we're about done so i got just one more question for for you know that i would like to ask and they always always say Go ahead. They have no idea what's about to hit them. Right? Uh, Don't get me wrong. I don't spend a lot of time on that one question, but it may be something like, uh, "I got one more question." Okay, go ahead. Did you really get lost for two days in the jungle while in the Amazon rainforest, or or is it true that your first love was a turtle, or something like that? I mean, totally off the wall that they could not even imagine was going to be asked, right? And whatever unique thing I could find out about them, something that I am sure no other interviewer has ever dared to ask live on an interview, right? But yet it's contained in their About Me page. They made it public. It's not like I, I, you know, found some secret thing out. If they put it on their About Me page on their website or on their Amazon author page, or on, you know, their their LinkedIn profile, they want everybody to know about it, but I am willing to bet nobody's ever asked them about it on their interview, and I always get a chuckle and a comment like, yeah, that was awesome, or something like that, and then they explain what happened, you know, getting lost in the Amazon rainforest for two days, no idea where they were at, or, oh, yeah, I was 12 years old, and I fell in love with my turtle, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but after the interview, I've almost always been complimented by my guests about the quality, of the questions, and my interview skills. Some are icons in their areas of influence, and they'll tell me that it has been a long time since they had someone interview them that had actually taken the time to learn about them, right? And when I get a compliment like that, I feel like it was a great interview that my interview with this influence will now stand out in their mind as one of the best interviews they 've ever had, and I get that compliment all the time and that is one of the reasons these people will share my interview with their social media followers over the dozens of other interviews that they 've done because I stood out from the crowd right, and those watching on this video uh, you know you may have heard me talk about my cavalry background before and on the picture right now, if you're listening to the podcast audio only, I've inserted a a cavalry photo there. One of my favorites. It smells like victory. Praise God. When I get a compliment like that, it just blesses me. This is how I know I'm following my passion for these podcasts. I spend the time to adequately prepare for each guest individually. And if I do not have the time to adequately prepare, then I'll try to reschedule the interview so as not to waste my guest time which would probably cause them to never want to come back again on the program in the future. And you can do this as well. If you want to have an interview style podcast, you can do this, but you have to make the time to adequately prepare and be sure you practice with your friends and relatives, coworkers like that first. Okay. Get the, the kinks worked out of how you're going to flow with the questions and get the nervousness worked out get their feedback on, well, I think you were a little too far away from the microphone because it didn't sound right or whatever the case may be. Use someone you're comfortable interviewing with and receiving feedback from to get the bugs worked out before you move on to interviewing strangers that will really help your podcast grow. All right. So next time we're going to talk about the solo commentary podcast. Praise the Lord. So if you're on the call with me live right now, uh, just hold on a minute because I'll be taking your questions live in a moment. But if you're listening to me right now on the podcast or watching this on the video, uh, obviously you're not on the live call, so you won't be able to do the live Q&A. But we can fix that for you. We have a special offer just for you because you stuck around this far. I know you're you're serious about your podcasting effort. If you go to the website, podcast-training.com and click on the services button, The group coaching program is $797 for one year of access. But because you stuck with me this far, I'm going to give you special access to a discounted offer of $497 one-time payment. Now, I know sometimes that's hard, especially in this economic climate. So because of this, because of what's going on in the economy and the world right now, I usually did not do this, but I did open it up to a $50 per month subscription plan, if that'll help you out. But you got to use this link only. It's not advertised. You won't find it anywhere else on the website. It is only through this podcast because you stuck with me this far. It is podcast-training.com forward slash special workshop offer. Again, that is podcast-training.com forward slash special workshop offer. And you just click on that. you got your options of how you how you want to sign up right there. All right? So until next time, this is Pastor Bob reminding you to keep on talking because you are awesome. And be blessed in all that you do.
0: We pray you've been blessed by today's session. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. For additional tips on how to share your Christian message with the world, visit podcastersforchrist.com. Be sure to join us next time for another inspiring lesson. Until then, be blessed in all that you do.